Welcome to the Geek Teak Podcast, where, well, normally we have structure. This is a Geek Out episode, and we brought you these once before when BJ and I were geeking out about the Rogue One trailer. Um, we told you at the time, this is going to be when we have something we want to bring on the podcast or talk about something off topic or break from our normal structure. And today I have Rob with me. I, I You know, I'll tell you, I, I had half a mind to, to do my best uh, Professor Beach impersonation and cut in there. Uh, and I, I'm just I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be nice. <laughs> nice. Because so, I'm sure it's terrible and probably offensive. Uh, well, the, Almost it's did the thought that counts, right? Anyway, per- so. pretend, pretend in your mind that it's being done and it will be hilarious and then i don't have to do it because you're pretending perfect it's better in your mind anyway so if you don't know who rob is uh we launched a couple new podcasts on the network and rob's is one of them so rob is a college friend of mine we were roommates for a year and he's running the comic box i know we've talked about it a little bit on the main podcast but i wanted to actually get rob on the main feed so he could talk to you guys the comic box is basically a comic podcast and We'll get into the structure a little bit later, but mostly I just wanted to say, this is Rob, everybody, and kind of ask you about your history with comics and where you're coming from in terms of like why you started the podcast. Sure. All right. Well, yeah, it's it's called The Comic Box, and it really kind of started when you and I were sort of chatting and we catch up every once in a while. You started this whole podcast thing, and we had talked previously about how cool podcasting was. I have friends that I talk to all the time trying to figure out how to do a podcast, what kind of podcast we want to do, if it's about movies, if it's about comics. And once you kind of got started, it was – and especially it was when you did the – I think the video game News Now one. If I'm correct, that one started before – oh, it totally has. Before I did. And it was like, all right, if you can go and do your own thing, be like, I want to do that with comic books. So really it was just an excuse. I've wanted to do it for a really long time. And once you started the video game news now one, it was, all right, I can do that, but with comics and not as intense because there's no way I could do that five day a week schedule that you do. Right. And I, I kind of thought it was perfect at the time because I'm really interested in comics and I know BJ's really interested in comics too, but neither one of us is like hardcore into it week to week. Like I don't follow that many comics in general and I didn't even get into them until you gave me my first comics in college. So like to have somebody on the network who can speak about them intelligently and speak about them regularly. I was so happy when you came and you were like, could we maybe do this as part of the network? I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, it was totally it was one of those things where you hear about something happening and you listen to it. And you're like, oh, this is really great. I totally I could I could do this. Maybe like, can I please? Maybe I, I'll just talk comics. I won't I won't do anything else. Just just can I have this little corner? And uh, and it worked out. It worked out. And I'm happy it did. It's awesome. So in terms of like where you're coming from, like, I mean, I know. Beej and I did a whole episode about comics and our history. Really, I didn't touch comics until college when you gave me my first few sets and you were like, what are you into? And then you you gave me a bunch that you already had, which was fantastic. That's what got me into it in the first place. But like, have you been reading comics your whole life or did someone else get you into them? I mean, I know you've been pretty hardcore into them the entire time I've known you. Yeah, it's definitely been a lifelong love affair with comic books. I, I'm the youngest of three boys, so I have I have two older brothers. I would get some of their comics, but then my parents would get me some, and I honestly couldn't tell you 
where those came from. I know my mom had a couple that were honestly like fire damaged and I never learned what that story was. I suppose I should ask her one of these days, but she had some really old Captain America comics. And then I remember very distinctly having Superman comic books and I was reading them before I knew how to read. So to me, it was just the pictures and the, the story. I was already sucked in. I was already I was always kind of that kid, that creative, imaginative kid. And so this gave me an excuse to to dig in and be like, wow, superheroes or I mean, we had the Batman animated series on television in the early 90s and I'm I was born in 85. So, I mean, really, I'm about that age when that's starting to come on television where I'm just learning to read. And then I really dove in when uh, I started reading Green Lantern comic books. But it's totally it's been a lifelong thing. I was that kid who brought his comic, his long boxes to college. When I had uh, my dorm room freshman year, my roommate never showed up, so I had twice the space. You bet I brought every single one of my long boxes there, and I sorted all of my comics, and that was the first time I did a full bag and board. And if you don't know what that is for all the comic geeks out there, that's the normal way we protect our comics instead of just shoving them in a shoebox or something, is uh, they have polymer bags with uh, cardboard in them, and then you you know put your comics in there and you can seal them up. So I went and bought a ton of bags and a ton of boards from the local comic shop. And and that's what I did. I'm trying to remember if I had those with me when we were roommates. Do you remember? I don't remember. I know um, most like all the comics you gave me were digital copies that you already had because I'm pretty right. much digital only for most of my media. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have a quick tangent. I'm going to admit I do not know what a long box is. I've heard the term so much. Okay. I think I know what it is. It's some kind of storage for comics, right? Is it a very specific dimension of a box or what is it exactly? Time for me it to is. learn. It is, it, is, it is a box that is specifically made for comics. It was one of the things I was looking into as far as a, a name for the podcast, but there are already many other nerds and, and geeks out there with the long box or comic long box or something in, in their title. So what a long box is, and I would need to pull it up to tell you the exact dimensions, but in, in essence, yes, it's, it is a long cardboard box with a removable top that sits on top of it. That is made just for comic books. So okay. it has cut, cut out handles at either end for easy moving. And they totally have nicer ones now that are actually a, a cardboard rectangular tube and then the box sort of sits inside so it functions as a drawer so you could actually pull it out like a drawer to get to your comics that is fancier than i have i have the standard old uh long boxes but i have i'm trying to think uh, off the top of my head i'm sure somebody out there has many many more than i do i'm the kind of guy that likes to give away my comics as well i'll give them to my nieces and nephews and things but i think i have eight long boxes and then what i guess would be called short boxes i have some that aren't full length that only hold a certain number of, of comics. So I'm cool. very particular about how I sort. As, I'm that guy. <laughs> As I would right. be, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I just wanted to talk about like what the comic box is about. And that's the title, if you guys haven't picked that up already. The yes, Comic Box. The, the Comic Box, yes. Definitive yeah. article. And you can find that on any of the major services. Um, I think we've submitted it basically everywhere. Otherwise, you can always check the links in, I think, like any of the shows on the network. We have links to all the other shows in the show notes, so you can always find it there. And especially on this episode, I'll make sure to link to all of Rob's stuff. Um, Can you just tell us kind of what the comic box is about? Like, I like the structure of the show that you've landed on, if you want to speak to that a little bit. Sure, yeah. Well, the the structure very much kind of follows what you started to do. It sort of started... 
with what you had with Video Game News Now, where it was, I want to hit on, on some of the main news stories in comic books, because when you and I were talking, you're like, there's times where you just say, I read video game news headlines every day anyway, so I want to turn this into a podcast, where I say, oh, I do the total, I do the exact same thing with comic books where I'm reading comic book news, and that becomes a compilation of news about comic book-based television shows, movies, actual comic books, and then news actually from within the world saying, oh, this big event happened, this character died or came back or is switching to another team or, or whatever. Uh, so what the comic box is, is uh, comic book news and comic book reviews, and then I try and find some sort of topic of the week. I do what I can to try and make that related to one of the reviews that I'm doing for that week. But I talk about uh, not all of the comics. I don't have that kind of time. So it is very particular to me personally. It's the news I think is important or sounds cool. It's reviews of comics that I have decided to read. And then I also share my poll list of what I'm looking to read for the following week. And every once in a while, if time allows, I'll even suggest something that I've read in the past that I really like and say, hey, if you like this kind of book, read this or, you know, here's something new that's coming up that I think you should read that I may not because I don't have all the money in the world, but still think it's something that might be worth reading or that sort of thing. I have, you know, not only my long boxes, I have a bookshelf full of trades as well. Trade paperback. Do I need to explain trade paperbacks? Or you Actually, with me on that one? I I think those are compilations, right? It's like when they take yes. a, a run or like a set of issues and they put them all together into a more permanent format. I kind of know what it is. Oh my god! I, it's yes. all it's so all showing should... through my comic <laughs> I'm just, ignorance. I know. I'm just I'm being I'm being the anti geek to you right now. I apologize. No, it's perfect. This, um, I, I've been wanting to ask someone this stuff, so now is the perfect time. So yes, trades are usually anywhere from we'll say four to six, sometimes even more, up to ten or even eleven issues of a comic book are all put together in one nice package so that it's easier to, you know, take with you. I travel a lot, so it, I can just throw that in my bag and I can read that on the plane or, uh, you know, you can put it on a bookshelf instead of continually buying long boxes because when you get to our age <laughs> and, and you know, you're – you're you're going to bed and you you take your teeth out you know and you you put them in the glass to clean them, uh you you're not really in the mood to have a stack of single issues to read like sometimes that's great because it brings back nostalgia but I would much rather sit with a single trade that I can read in half an hour forty five minutes an hour depending on how long it is versus a giant stack of individual issues where I'm constantly taking it out of the bags putting it back in the bags so these days I'll actually hold off on buying physical issues. Sometimes I'll have something digitally and then I wait for the trade to come out because I still want to own it and read it in that format. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And the other thing with your structure is <laughs> I love your music for your show because it's just you like making sounds with your mouth. I mean, you, <laughs> and it, it was yeah. the first episode you sent me. I, I mean, you and I kind of like hashed out the structure and I said, go ahead, just just record um, a trial episode. You know, we'll send it around between me and Beige and a couple other people you trust and we'll just see how it right. goes. And you sent it and, you know, you didn't want to spend time looking for actual music because whatever, it was just a sample. And <laughs> so you just made the music with your mouth. And I was like, no, that is perfect. 
perfect. We have to keep that. So I'm so glad that you're still doing that. I hope you keep doing that. I, I do. I plan on it. I keep thinking whether or not I want to actually record something a little more in-depth where I'll do multi-track and actually do a proper uh, like theme song with that or if I'll just keep doing it week to week. But here's here's the story behind that because part of it was not wanting to go out and find music, but I was never going to do that anyway. I'm I'm a musician, so I, I play keyboards and I play guitar and I play harmonica and I, I, I play several instruments. And so when I initially sat down to do the, the uh, test episode, the beta episode, I guess, of the podcast, the first thing I did was sit down in my audio booth with a guitar and I started just playing a couple different little riffs, a couple different, you know, some chords. And I tried to come up with something and realized I was spending far too long on that and I could just deal with it later. So I just did the, you know, you know, and uh, that is the one note I got back from everybody that they liked. That's good. And it I was like al- that it was consistent it across was, everybody. It was good, but it was also almost humbling because I'm like, okay, but what about the actual podcast? <laughs> You know, because it's like, oh, we love that thing where it's, uh, you know, uh, just doing fun, stupid things with your mouth. I'm like, yeah, but part of those stupid things are reviews of comic books. Yeah. You're like, what about the you content? Know, I, I do all sorts of things with my mouth for this podcast. <laughs> Sounded bad, but uh, you get what I mean. But it, where it's, you know, some of those things are me reading news stories and they're like, well, I don't really read comics, but I really liked that part. You know, so I, that's it now. Right. And as far as the content, like. I really like the level of context that you give, and I've, I've given you this feedback a couple times now, but like mm-hmm. like I said, you know, I'm someone who came to comics pretty late in life as far as most comic book people go, and I don't read a ton of them. I have, I think I have two, maybe three active subscriptions on my, I mean, I do all my comics digitally, but I don't have that right. many that I pick up, you know, every time they come out. So to hear like the level of context you give is enough that it gets me up to speed because it's things that I might have just heard of, but I don't actually know about. And then because you read so many issue number ones, like I've already heard a couple different comics that I'm like, hmm, I should give that a shot next time I start like browsing around for something new. So I like that a lot. Good. Yeah. And I was a little worried when I when I saw that you were mentioning about the number ones, because while it's true that that's happening right now because of DC Rebirth, I'm not necessarily the, the guy that will go out and read every single number one. I did it back with the new 52 and I pride myself on it. I was able to eventually I was able to go and, and do that digitally because, um, like you said, there's subscription things out there and whatever. But normally I can't go out and read every single number one. So I'll find ones that interest me. And it's just right now we're really much in this stage where a lot of comics that I've been reading are either ending or rebooting or restarting or doing different numbering. Uh, so what I'm hoping to do instead of having to go out because I don't you're, I don't want to feel pressured to have to read every single new oh, yeah, uh, comic book out there just for you, Void. Just for me. Uh, inst- just for you. Instead, what I think I'm going to do is do more sort of dig into what I think I'm going to be calling the archives where I'm going to say, here's a thing that already exists that I have read many times and love that you can go and find and then you're more likely to find them on the digital subscription services because it's older yeah. or you can go and find it maybe cheap online uh, if you want to go and pick up a trade online. I always suggest going to your local comic book store uh, first, of course, and a lot of times they'll actually have trades for sale as well or they'll have special deals or special sales that go on uh, as the year goes on. That's really but cool. It tr- Trying to do that sort of thing. So instead of necessarily saying this is new, because part of the great thing about comics, just like movies or TV shows, 
is while we're always obsessed with what's new, there's all this stuff that exists. Well, it's the reason Netflix exists. We like to binge. And so instead of waiting every month to complete, you know, waiting six months to complete a six-issue story, you can just go back and pick up a trade of something that already exists. And I can be like, oh, you need to read, you know, Lumberjanes. Go pick up the first volume of Lumberjanes, which uh, your kids would probably love, by the way. <laughs> and uh, but but that sort of thing, you know, so I want to try and work that in. It's just figuring out where that fits in the format. And most importantly for me is not taking too long. I like to talk a lot, which, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> and so I need to make sure that I lived that with I'm... you. I remember. <laughs> just bang on the because I lived below you, too, didn't I? You I was did. in the you basement. You were in the basement, yep. So it's just banging on the banging on the ceiling yeah oh college house like, hey yeah, no hey you that, do, yeah. that makes me happy to hear though because like some of my best comic experiences even though i haven't been reading them all that long um we're going back and finding series where i could read like uh you know a 20 issue arc or like a 40 issue arc i think i think you were the one who told me about thor god of thunder which is probably one of yep. the best arcs that i've read the the god killer stuff and then yes um another one that i really loved was the 25 issue x-men arc that was done by joss whedon like i think i read mm -hmm. that in the a astonishing day. run yeah the astonishing run i think i read that in like one day you know i read really fast so like to be able to get good recommendations from someone i trust and then go back and be able to just binge on the whole thing that's awesome too so i'm glad you're going to be doing that good yeah that's definitely in the that's definitely in the plans cool so or whatever it's what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing about like just your content in general is that I just want to say like, it, it's really good for people like me who are familiar with the topics or maybe the heroes or the general like, you know, like I know who Batman is. I know who Superman is. I know how, who most of the heroes are from something or another, you know, from a video game or a movie or a 90s cartoon or something. But I might not have like the in-depth knowledge of the comic book universe and reading every single issue of whatever. So I, I like that about your podcast. Like as long as you have just kind of this passing knowledge, like you can listen to the comic box and get a ton out of it. You don't have to be super into comics. Right. And that's kind of the idea there. I, I, it's important. I try to avoid the idea of being the say you're watching Game of Thrones. You're having a Game of Thrones night. And you have a buddy sitting next to you who clearly has read all of the books and all the – and that's totally me too, by the way. I'm a, I'm a Game of Thrones nerd. <laughs> but that person there that knows everything and be like, mm, that's not the way it was in the book. You know, I, I get a lot of flack from my wife because I'll do that during movies uh, all the – because she'll go to the comic book movies with me because she is an amazing supportive wife. And uh, those are the only movies I'll take her to. Just kidding. But, <laughs> uh, but we'll go and we'll watch and I'll be like, eh, it's kind of this. And she'll have those sort of questions for me of, OK, now who's this guy or or what's going on? Which, by the way, I'm going to try and turn into a segment there because she and I have been talking about that for a long time. And we've even sat down and watched Marvel movies with – notepad so she can write down a bunch of questions and then I'll write down like some of the Easter eggs or some of the things that are in the show or in the movie that she's not noticing. But me as a comic fan, I'm getting those little geeky happies. Oh, that's an amazing you know, idea. I love that. Doing that. But it's that idea where I can be like, for example, you're saying, you know, Superman. And I can say, yes, but if you go and pick up a Superman comic right now, if you pick up, you know, Superman Rebirth number one or just the upcoming Superman number one or action comics, I'm going to get this wrong, 934 because they went back to their original numbering. There's a whole lot that you would be lost on. Like they're doing their best to catch people up. That's what those rebirth number ones are for. But yeah, it's totally, especially with the movies. I mean, the movies takes like important plot lines from the comic books and turn them into their stories. Right. But they get heavily truncated and heavily updated 
especially. Then it turns into this reverse sort of synergy thing where then some of those changes are going to show up in the comics so that fans like yourself that would just pick up a comic after seeing like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you're going to want to see characters that look like they do in the movies or act like they do in the movies. So there's some it's this really weird relationship that they have. I have so noticed I would that. love yeah a little bit with right. like um because I have a Marvel Unlimited subscription. I grabbed one. I grabbed yep. like a twelve month last year when they had some crazy deal. I got it for like twenty dollars for the entire year. And nice. So there have been a couple times where yeah you watch a movie and then you go check out the latest comic run and you can see that they're really like they're they're different entities but they're trying to bring them closer together in sometimes weird ways but they want them to be closer together so that people can get into them. Right. And so there's ups and downs for that. It's one of those things that we'll see. I don't know if I'll talk about it this week. I have it definitely on uh, in the plans to do in the future is kind of talk about that because I've calmed down a bit. I used to have a lot of nerd rage towards that, a lot of uh, geek rage because you're a fan of a comic book and then they make a movie out of it and you're so excited, but then the movie is terrible and then they need to change the comic book to look more like the movie or the characters need to change to be more like the characters in the movie, even though the movie wasn't that great, just so that there's synergy there and that movie fans can come and pick up the comic. But you've been faithfully buying it for 10 years, 15 years, and now suddenly everything needs to change around just because of these, you know, non-fans. So you get very territorial. Right. And, uh, and, well, and that's, that, yeah. wasn't that one of the other things we talked about? I mean, you're kind of talking about um, your future plans and different types of episodes you want to do. And I'm excited to see these when they come out. Or hear them, I guess hear them. I'm not really seeing them. I? We talked about a, like a nerd rage episode, and I liked your idea for it. Yes. So I have a group of friends uh, that I go and I hang out with, and we play, you know, board games and that sort of stuff. And it all kind of started as what it was supposed to be was a group of friends that get together and, and read comics and read the same trade paperbacks and sort of do almost a comic book club sort of thing. And it fell apart immediately into just us talking about what we were reading, which was usually something different, and then giving our thoughts. And then we'd get together and, you know, watch movies or play games or whatever. And they are so passionate about the things that they like. And there are some things that we disagree so heavily on. So that is another thing that I do plan on doing is I want to get some of them on there. And really anybody else I run into that I know is really passionate. There's the theory that maybe down the line, I'm, I, I don't even know if I want to say this because we never know if this will actually happen. There is a thought that down the line, I can get some of our listeners who are very passionate about something, especially if it's comic book related and just sort of do a segment almost like this where it's kind of its own standalone episode right. where yep. I let them sort of get out some of that nerd rage and um, talk a little bit about what they feel so passionate about because it's not going to be the same as me. And one of the things that I always do when I listen to podcasts that are about geeky things, like I listen to uh, Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman all the time and – I'll hear them talk about things and be like, oh, but you don't understand because you're not a fan of this the way I'm a fan of this. And I know how great that would be to get the chance to actually join in on that conversation on more than just a text level or leaving a review or, you know, talking on Twitter is actually being there and then letting your ver uh, voice be heard by other people in talking about whatever it is that, you know, you so desperately love and are either angry about or at the very least passionate because I don't want to make everything just, you know, ragey because then you become very jaded and you can become very cynical and that turns you into, I feel, the worst kind of fan of something is when you're so territorial that everything makes you upset. 
you know, everything makes you angry. And that's that's a terrible place to be as a fan. That was something I noticed doing the Video Game News Now podcast. I know the name of my own podcast, Video Game News Now. The Video Game News Now podcast is that when you're making it in isolation, I mean, you're writing your own outline, writing your script, you record it, you edit it. There's no one to like bounce it off of and go back and forth. So it's cool that you're going to start having other like episode types too, where you can get to do that because that feels really nice to kind of branch out away from, you know, the the news and the reviews and the the week to week format, which is really cool. But becomes the really the monotony of doing something like that. And I, and I agree. The other biggest note that I got outside of people liking my funny uh, m- my funny mouth noises uh, was the idea that it would be good to have a second voice in there. And it's and it's true and I I've, I've always kind of wanted that. It's just the challenge of scheduling and getting somebody that can do it on a regular weekly basis with me that I know and can sit down with. So there are definitely plans to get some other people in there and it's just figuring out whether or not that's just going to turn into longer episodes when that happens. Or if I'm actually going to split those off into their own thing. And I guess it'll probably depend on what the topic is. Sure. Yeah. That we'll talk about whether it fits in with that week or not. And um, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I know that um, BJ and I already like both of us want to be on the podcast when you have the right topic. Like, you know, if I were reading the comics you were and if I had the level of knowledge, I would love to be on it every week. But I think like, you know, if I see a movie that's actually current that you see and you want to talk about, I'd love to jump on there. Otherwise, comic book video games, you know, because I game all the time like i have this huge breadth of knowledge about gaming in general that'd be fun to talk about and i know that bj has like very certain um series or superheroes that he kind of has deep dives in so i think if you get the right topic both of us would love to be on the podcast for different episodes in other words you're saying that you allowed me this little tiny corner but but now you 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 need to join me in it i just need to muscle my way in there you just just a little forcefully (laughs) You just need to take over everything. Come on. If you will allow the vo- us. The void swallows all is oh, really, that's, that's what it is. Everything everything falls into the void. Um, but yes, yes, absolutely. Because that's kind of what I want to do is say you go and see, you know, X-Men Apocalypse being the most recent one and be like, all right, here's what I didn't get. And then I can be like, yeah, yeah, well, well, we can do that. And we can do that as a podcast because it's the same as doing it you know, with my wife or really anybody else is, all right, I will explain everything that I can about this topic. And I am not an absolute encyclopedia, you know, of all things Marvel and DC, but I'm maybe close, sort of the same as you have sort of universal fans uh, that know just kind of a little bit about everything. Like I've never been a huge, I'm going to get massacred for this. I've never been a huge Star Wars fan, especially compared to yourself. But the point being, I've seen all of the movies I know some of the backstory. I know a little bit about the expanded universe, but not a ton. I haven't played many of the games except the Star Wars arcade game, which was phenomenal. Um, but it's that sort of thing where, like, but I, I can somebody can talk about Han shooting first, and I know what they're talking about. Right. No, exactly. And you I mean, know? you know, like, I'm the the opposite of you when it comes to Star Wars. I've played basically every game. I've read almost every expanded universe novel. Like. It's nice to have that person to bounce things off of and to like talk more in depth about it. So that will be cool. I'm excited to hear those episodes. And it seems like every time you and I catch up on the phone, I always have like new comic related questions for you. So we kind of get into yes. this anyway. We just don't have the mics turned on. <laughs> like It's true. No, it's it's true because that's kind of where it started that first time you had gotten the subscription and you were asking me about old runs because, again, the benefit, I think, of doing a segment on my show called, again, I think the archive, but we'll, we'll see what happens. The idea is saying, here are these old runs and then – 
chances are some of those, especially if they're big ones, you can find them through these apps as they continue to digitize their back catalogs. So I, cause I know, for example, with Winter Soldier coming out, and I don't remember if you ended up reading it or not, but I sent you towards the Ed Brubaker Captain America run where the Winter Soldier was introduced. Right. Yep. And just saying, yeah, all right. Cause that's one of the things I love to do is when somebody says, I'm thinking about comics, but I'm not sure is I put together little samplers and I'll be like, all right, here are five different things that you should look into instead of a lot of times when you talk to a fan about something that said, oh yeah, you need to love this thing because I love this thing. The benefit of comic books is it's so varied from from things that are very specifically for children, for things that are really, really clearly only for adults to everything in between because it's it's a medium. It's like television. So there's you know thousands of television shows out there and you can say, oh, well, these are three shows that I really like that you could go check out. I can do the same thing with comic books and they could be as different as you know, Scarlet, which I, I am totally going to talk about more this week because I love that series, and something like Lumberjanes or or Silver Surfer, which is, you know, just these very light sort of fun comics. Yeah, there's so many out there. Well, that's awesome. I'm really oh, excited to like see where your podcast goes. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to yes. say just about like comics in general or about your podcast? Anything else you want to touch on? Sure. Um, I guess just as talking in general to the geek nation out there is... Give comic books a, sh- a shot. Like if you have a friend who reads comic books, do what what Void does and ask for suggestions or even – and I've done this when my wife finally agreed to try reading comic books is I went to my local comic shop and I said, here are the things that my wife likes. Here are the shows she likes. Here are the movies that she likes. What can we find that might be a good – entry for her into comic books. I had a couple ideas, but there was a female employee at the store. And so I wanted to bounce them out there. And that was awesome. And then I was able to bring back something that my wife could try out. And in the end, she's not into comic books and that's fine. But just that sort of thing, as far as give them a shot and then listen to my podcast, because now you have a frame of reference because you've read some comic books. And as far as my podcast is, um, is just if you're listening, shoot me feedback because as all podcasts are, it's an evolving beast. I have three episodes out so far. I'm going to be doing my fourth one this week. And I'm always looking for more feedback on what people want to actually hear about because when it comes to news about comic books, since comic books are now not just comics, they're also video games and television shows and movies – And I suppose even music with soundtracks like the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, you know, it's such this a vast thing that it would really help for me to know exactly sort of who my audience is and who they are becoming. So I know that if they're hardcore fans, I can dig in that way. Or if they're more casual fans who want to know about comic books, then I can tailor something or a segment just to them. That's the long way of saying comics are good. And so is my podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And then always, I mean, like (laughs) that's the too long didn't read version. No, no, I get. And like, like I told everybody right away when like every week for the first like four or five weeks with the Geek to Geek podcast, go over there and give him a review, give him a rating. Um, Those things help so much just to kind of like spread the word when a podcast is starting. So if you haven't go listen to an episode because they're all good. I like them. And then give give an honest review and just like or even just the stars on there. It's really easy. I like them all. And I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, um, there will probably be I'm thinking about when I'm editing this one and putting it up. It, it'll probably be about four or five episodes up. So with all that said, where can they find you? Well, uh, generally speaking, I'm living in their garage. That's a little I creepy. move from house. I move from house to house. 
and uh, I'll be the guy with the long radio flyer wagon full of comic books. Uh, if they're online, though, I guess there was just <laughs> silence from that. You could have at least laughed. Good Lord. All right. So uh, in general, I can be found online on Twitter. And I eventually I'll probably set up a Twitter account just for the podcast. But for now, I have one that is at Noby. So that is at K-N-O-W-B-Y. Otherwise, I did set up an email for myself, and that is thecomicboxpodcast at gmail.com. And then besides that, are you, yeah. are you, the last thing that you have in our show notes here, is that a serious thing? I don't see why it wouldn't be. I'm willing to make that investment, yes. You should put that offer out there on the table. Go ahead. Tell them about it. Yeah. So w- what I like to do whenever I share a document with somebody is I will add little stupid things in there to catch them off guard. So for the outline for this episode, all the way down at the end, I wrote that I will send $5, that is American dollars probably, and uh, those $5 will go to anyone who gets the first geek to geek, the first G to G, or the first comic box tattoo. I will even throw in five of my own American dollars to that offer because I would love to Ten see that. Ten whole dollars. Ten that's dollars. Also, that's also really dangerous though, isn't it? Because somebody out there is going to do it and then, you know, you'll change logos or, you know, I don't know, something else happens. But the fact that somebody is going to show up and be like, I got a tattoo of your podcast because you said so. Just like, here. but here's the thing. We're not going to say your name. We are not going to share your picture, and you do not get to be a guest on any of the podcasts. You will be completely anonymous. With your $10. You will simply $10. with your $10. It'll that, be perfect. That's right. Well, cool. Or I, um, <laughs> I suppose somebody could somebody could Photoshop that too. Like I'm just realizing now how terrible of a plan this is. Somebody's just going to Photoshop a tattoo, and we're out 10 bucks. Well, I'd like to see that Photoshopped image anyway. It'll make that's me That's at happy. least two comic books in today's comic book money because they're overly expensive. I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to do that anymore. We'll see what happens. Try and maybe, maybe I will send $5 via PayPal. That's a better to the offer. the first person who gets That's the more tattoo. realistic. Cool. Yes. Well, besides that, I know a lot of my uh, <laughs> podcasting community friends listen to this feed. So if you haven't listened to his feed yet, but you're interested and you want to talk comic books, you want to get onto his feed and want to get onto the comic box, reach out to me on Twitter also. I'm at GRN Mushroom, which is Green Mushroom without the E's. Most of you know that already. Otherwise, the podcast will hit at the normal time this week, just like always with me and Beige, whatever the topic is this week that this one comes out. And... I think that's it. Thank you for joining me, Rob. This was awesome. I'm glad we could get you on the main feed and kind of get the information about the comic box out there in front of more people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I look forward to having you guys on my podcast and maybe I'll show up unannounced on yours one of these days too. Yes, definitely. If we, if we have the right topic, we will have you on the main like podcast too. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's it for now. See you later, geeks. Bow bow down dip 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 down bop dump down 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 bop bop down 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 geek to geek ah I love that